Let us worship God. first reading is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 60, beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for the lives of those who have carried them down throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our hearts and minds this morning, that we might hear your word for us this day. Amen. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Holy One will arise upon you, and God's glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sun shall come from far away, 
and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
Our second reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the second chapter. Listen to this familiar story again with new ears. In the time of Herod, King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he said to them, he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. May God be in my words and in our hearing this morning. So happy new year. Here we are, 2022. Um, I seem to be going backwards. Yesterday I put something up on social media and said, let's do this 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I want to just start before COVID actually came into our world, really. But here we are, 2022. Let me say it again, 2022, so it gets into my head. How many times do we write it down wrong before we actually get there? So here we are at the beginning of a new year. And so often we come into new years with really high hopes of what can be in this new year. We come in feeling like we maybe have a clean slate, or maybe if you have a new journal, you have a fresh, fresh page to write on. I like to go out to Ocean Beach every year. Um, I go out there a lot, but definitely on New Year's Day to sit and to take in just the expanse of God's good earth and to see that I am a part of something that is so much bigger than me. That feeling of having a, a new way to en engage with the world. We, we have all these practices of wrapping up the, the year that has been, like the 10 best things that happened this year, or the big news stories, and what has happened. We do the year in review at the end of the year, so that can help us take stock of what happened and think about what do we want to then have happen in the new year. It's, it kind of seems like a trite thing that the media does, but it really is a way for us to say, we have come to this point of, of self-reflection, of figuring out where are we actually? What have we done? Where are we? What do we hope will happen? 
I'm not really the resolution setting type of person, but there is something to be said for being intentional about how we enter into a new period of time, such as a new calendar year. For many, the new calendar year is just, you know, another day on the, on the new page of the calendar. It doesn't have that big of a meaning for them. But this can be a helpful way for us to take a pause, to break, to think, to reflect, to maybe have that be a little push that helps us to make a change we've been wanting to make or help give us the impetus to really start something that we've been saying, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. It creates for us this psychic space to kind of pause and take a break. We're crossing a threshold. I've heard it said that if you want to remember something that you think of in one room, you have to say it as you're crossing the threshold because thresholds wipe clean for us, right? So how many times have you gone to a new room and gone, what was it, why did I come here? That's not just you, it's not, you're not crazy. It is the thing that happens when we cross, cross a threshold. We, we get a new start. So if we want to remember something from the old place, we have to bring it with us as we cross the threshold. And so we are here, crossed into a new threshold. What do we want to bring with us from the old as we begin the new? It's so often that we set our expectations too high, right? It's easy to do that. And I've seen several memes going around on social media saying, let's just walk quietly into this year Hopefully it won't, <laughs> it won't disappoint us as the last couple have. So we have a tendency to aim really high, which is lovely. It's a good thing to do. And also that then sets us up for big failures, right? So sometimes it's that we are aiming too high. And so it's really not being realistic about what we might be able to do. Maybe it's also that we've set a goal for ourselves that actually requires some kind of groundwork, some support to be there for us to actually be able to, to meet that goal, and we haven't done those prior steps. And so we've set ourselves up for disappointing ourselves because we didn't do those previous steps that would lead to being able to be successful at this one. So maybe we need to back up and start a little earlier in that process. Many times we are taking on resolutions that aren't really appropriate for us. Maybe they've put on us, been put on us by other people. Our, our advertising um, uh, world has really kind of told us that we definitely need these things. We are missing something in our life. We need this thing to make that right, right? So the way that our economy is set up is set up to tell us daily over and over and over again that we're just not right and we need something. And so it can, it can wear on us, right? And so we might give in and say, yeah, that's the thing I need. I need that new Peloton bike, right? Oh no, I'm never gonna ride that. Why did I do that, right? So we get this pressure from outside that often will put us in a space to think we need to make a certain kind of intention or resolution. Many things come to make us think that we need to have certain resolutions and, and then we end up not being able to do them. But there are times when we actually can be successful at them. So where do we look for guidance on how to set our intentions, on how to to choose a resolution that might be well-suited to us and to help us get somewhere. 
Perhaps we turn to our families. Uh, they do know us, so sometimes that's not the best place to look. <laughs> they may not be uh, able to offer us things that are helpful. They might just point out where we've had those little rubs in the past. But family can know us and can help us see what might be helpful for us. Friends also are good places to turn to say, how, how can I be uh, different in this new year? What, what do you see as something that might be a good resolution for me? Perhaps coworkers can help you to if you're thinking of doing something different in your work situation. Our members of our community of faith are really good people to have around as well. We need to listen to ourselves and we need to understand what it is that is, is our invitation from God. And so we have to look into the scriptures and see where is God speaking to us? How is God leading us? And so we come with all of that to this day, this day that we call Epiphany, uh, the celebration of the Magi coming to the Christ child. The original understanding of this day was a day to celebrate that God's love extended beyond just the nation of Israel, just to more than the people of the Hebrew people that had been seen as God's chosen people. Here were three people who represented pagan ways of understanding the world that were Gentiles that were not at all connected to God's chosen people, the Israelites. And yet here they were led to the Christ child to pay homage. And so this was the beginning of the understanding that God's message of love was to go beyond just the Hebrew people and to go into all of the world. And so Epiphany is really a celebration of the widening of our understanding of who God is, opening our eyes to see that it is offered to more than just a certain people. It is offered to everyone. So that was the original understanding of Epiphany. And we come today to celebrate that. And then the word Epiphany has taken on over the years this understanding of this sudden and intuitive perception or an insight, something that's kind of a flash of inspiration that comes to us. And this most often comes to help us understand an essential meaning of something. And it comes to us just when we're in the middle of something that's rather ordinary. We're going about our everyday life and all of a sudden, boom, something strikes us in a new way and brings new insight into it. And we call this an epiphany. We come to this new understanding of something. Another way to understand this word epiphany is as an appearance or a manifestation, especially of a deity. And we can see how that fits into our story today of the Magi coming, following this star that they saw at its rising. We also saw that in the story of the shepherds out in the fields with the angel coming to them. They had an epiphany that something was happening that they needed to go see. These are things that helped the shepherds and helped the magi to know that they had a purpose. There was something that was being inviting them to be new, to do something new, to go on a journey, to witness something that was new. And so they had this epiphany, this turning of their understanding to say, I can't stay where I am. I need to do something. I need to move. I need to change. I need to honor this new thing that is in my world and in my life. So as we come today together to celebrate Epiphany, we are invited to follow a star. 
What that star is, is going to be different for each of us. The Magi were following a star of wonder and a star of light. We'll be singing that in a moment in the carol that has become very well known for us. They were following a star of joy. The text says that when they got to the place where the star stopped and they saw that the child and Mary were in uh, the house where they were, they were filled with joy. So this star brought them joy. If you have, if think about it, to get up and to go on this journey, they must have been following a star of trust as well, knowing that this journey had purpose, that there was a reason why they were doing this. And it was a star of courage to step into a new world, one where they might not be welcomed because they are foreigners, so that took courage for them to get out of their comfort zone as well. They came bearing gifts, so they were following a, gift, a star of giving. And we call them wise men, so they were following a star of wisdom as well. They did this all also following a star of hopefulness. Hopeful that this new child that was born, that this star had appeared at his, at his birth, this was not just any typical child. They came hopeful of what this new child born into this world could mean. They didn't know what it meant, but they were hopeful for what it could be. These were the types of stars that these magi were following. We are invited to consider, as we begin this new year, what kind of star are we being invited to follow in this year? Many faith communities today are doing an activity called the Epiphany Star. Many will give out an actual physical cardboard or cutout of a star with a word on it. Others will just do it on, uh, digitally. So I invite you to go back um, after the service and to Google Epiphany Star. Yeah, try and say that. Epiphany Star. And you will see there are lists of words that you can consider. In some congregations, they will just hand you the card or the star, and so you will have your, your star will choose you by whatever the word is that is on it. In other congregations, they invite you to consider what is the word that speaks to you today. So you'll get to choose your, your word. So whether your star is choosing you or you are choosing your star, think today about what is it that you are being invited into what is the idea that is bubbling up at the beginning of this new year that is encouraging you into a new way of being for 2022? What is this centralizing thought that can motivate you to be more you, to be more of who God is calling you to be? The idea of this star is to put it somewhere where you will see it daily. Just kind of see how does this word influence your daily life? Where does it come up in your day-to-day -day life? To then reflect at the end of the week about how has the arc of your week shown where this word is central to your life? Or has it been? And should it be? Again, at the end of each month, you're encouraged to think, okay, over the course of this month, what, what has been the way that this word has shaped my, my life so far in this month? And then at the end of the year, you're invited to do the, the year-end review of where have I seen this idea, this as a through line for my life in the past year? 
How have I been encouraged to live into God's calling for me through the identification with this word? Some people are better at keeping this up over the course of the year than others, but if you put it somewhere where you will see it, you have more chances to actually kind of think about it. There are many words. I'll give you a few to think about. We have those words that we thought about with the Magi. Trust, courage, giving, wisdom, hopefulness, wonder, joy. Those are all things that you can think about. Other words that you might have as a, as a kind of organizing theme for your life for this year might be kindness or perseverance, hospitality or forgiveness, strength or awe, laughter or patience, imagination or integrity, generosity, love, confidence. There was one page that I looked at that had 87 different words. It's kind of overwhelming if you think about it, right? So whether your star chooses you or you choose it, I invite you to think about what is the invitation for you today as you begin this new year, about how to engage with the holy. How is the holy inviting you into a new way of being in 2022? What's the thing that you are hoping will grow in you and develop into something new and bigger and better? Something that will let you do as the text from Isaiah said, arise, shine, for your light has come. How is that star going to shine in you and through you in a way that's going to attract people to you so that they can experience the love of God that is coming through you and emanating from you? That's the hope of this activity with the star, is to give you something that can really fill you and connect you with the divine so that your connection with the divine is visible as you go about your daily life so that people are drawn to you and know God through you. Be like John the Baptist, who was pointing to Jesus, saying, no, it's not about me, it's about Jesus. It's about the Christ. It's about all that Christ can do for us. Be like the Magi who were filled with joy at the promise that this little one brings. This new life that is born into the world that promises that God's love is for all of us not just a special few, but for all. Let that joy be evident in your life today and always. Amen. Oh, my.
as we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God.
Let us pray. Holy God, you have fed us in word, in silence, in song, and in community. And for that, we give you our thanks and praise. Amen. As we go forth into this week, into this new year, I invite us to be on the lookout for that star that God is offering to us that draws us to the Christ child and fills us with joy. And may the grace of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. Amen.